0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is Some of My Best Friends or Kabbalists. I'm here with Rav Nossam Notaglik out of Ashkelon Eretz um Rav Nelson, you know, the sfardim have a, a joke. They say it over so often that <laughs> I get tired of hearing it. But their basic joke is that, true, you, we, sfardim we eat over Pesach. I'll tell you what, you become a Sephardi, you got to get up early and get say selichus from Mershcheidosh Elo, which, of course, if people are listening to this close to the time we're recording, is right around the corner is right around the corner and the Spartan all talk about their 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 oil (laughs) the burden that they have of adding Slichos to the davening.
1: Um, Oh, it's the Sparty man, Boyden.
0: Yes, the the burden Uh, of yeah. And um, I know Chochem Avadia actually talks about Svardash uh, Shebochim learning in Ashkenazi yeshivas, and he talks about how if it's too hard for them to be getting up so early that they're able to say slichos later during the day. Uh, he talks about a uh, Hoga of slichos later. Um, and again, it's based on, I guess, a combination of Kabbalistic and Halachic sources, which we can talk about that at a different time. But I know that in general, this is in a way what typifies you know yes we say slichos earlier another thing that i think people don't know is that unlike our slichos, which have similarities the piyutim of the slichos are all very different than um it's almost without i think it's impossible i think you will agree without preparing well without looking the material over and like doing the research Allah, daniel goldschmidt you know who found all the sources or whoever you know from the uh wolf heidenheim without doing that type of research the ashkenazi uh slichos are very very difficult and uh, you know especially when they're just run through uh because you're in a balabatish a minion that wants to get it said the sephardi slichos, however are pretty much the same almost for 40 days right mm-hmm. i mean they you know, barely we, change yeah and you um you know, they really, and by the time it reaches its crescendo, I guess on Yom Kippur, they really are, you know, bedil uh, vayavor, and and you know. yeah,
1: they've been they've been saying exactly the same words for the past, uh, you know, for the past forty days, and even even the slichas that they say on, on Yom Kippur itself is pretty much the same. It's the same thing, and it's the same it's the same words that they have for the regular slichas that they have on on every Monday and Thursday. You know, it's those it's those three poems, Anshe Amuna, Avadu, Habam B'Koyach Masayim, you know, and um and um so they really they really repeat the same the same texts over and over. They it's it's somewhat expanded of course for uh for for Yamim and for and for Khadish they have their, they have their music, which, which is,
0: uh, oh, I understand. Which is very
1: inspiring. Right. The seal yeah.
0: Sulium And I've, I've davened with Sfardim often. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, sort of like the official rabbi for a number of Sfardim and Yonim. So you know, I'm well aware of, of their, of, of what I, what I consider even the, um, the beauty primacy clarity of, uh, you know, of the Sfardi Tfilot. Um, I think mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the Machlokas uh, Haposkim from the times of the Gaonim and earlier whether to uh, introduce the piet material which of course was done every Shabbos it wasn't just done, as you know, on Yom Neroim it was done right. every, every Shabbos because of the Gzeros according to the, ba, the Sefer Ha'itur and others, it was because of uh, and it was because of the Gzeros that had precluded them studying Torah, so every Shabbos became a poetic Disneyland, so to speak, of, of, of right. incredible ideas that had to do with the Parsha, deal with, and of course they were inserted not only, um, um, you know, as part of Shmonesrei, they were inserted in all various times after Baruchu, and every Shabbos was an adventure uh, of Tfilah. And, as Rasm Shavar has pointed out we 've lost, and he pointed that out almost you know two hundred years ago or so about one hundred and seventy something years ago that um, and when he became the rub in um, you know when, even when he was in, when he was in his early twenties or or even as a teenager when he wrote Chorev, he realized that it's a, it, the Sleho had lost their 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 ability to hook and you yeah. know get the involvement of 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 so many people um and uh, there's been an attempt you know with art scroll and others to, and the but i think when we talk I, I think all that being said there's something about the sfardic approach um that i think has has, has such has such power i'm not saying it can be studied in with the same sort of you know beautiful you know sort of <laughs> look for this way What I would say is, if I would be like a museum curator, I'm sure I could have a lot of fun in the Ashkenazi slichus room, you know, who wrote this and look at this, watch this acrostic,
1: take a look and see how the names are here. Uh, This- Figure out these obscure words that actually never occur anywhere in the Tanakh. but Somebody made And, Made perha- them up. and perhaps
0: even talk about no. the
1: tragedy of Rav Shlomo, Shlomo Habavli, you know,
0: talk about the tragedy of his life and talk about some of the things that Kava was trying to do, etc. And here's where his his son's name is mentioned, you know, the second day of Rosh Hashanah, and he was he, 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 Shematzuch, etc., that would be It's a great adventure in Jewish historiography and Jewish literature, but I think in terms of the power of, of the persistent, uplifting clarity, the thing that, that Ebenezer talks about uh, in, in his parish on Kohelis, when he speaks to him, when he, when he has his diatribe against the Kaliar, for writing in a way that was so um, difficult to grasp, the Sfardims the Sfardi Slichos, and Bakoshos—it's not just "rub-a-dub-dub." Thanks for the grub. Help me, I'm dying. It—it's it, it, within the grasp of most Dovre Loshana and the repetition about it, I think—I think you agree—gives uh, it a power that isn't that is not
1: uh, equal, you know, in, in the Ashkenazi world, right? Yeah. There are, there are a lot of things that one could say. I mean, I, you know, just hearing what you've said brings to, mind, brings to mind so many things because I've, I'm, I, I live in an in almost entirely Sephardi town. Um, so I've been exposed to a lot of these things. Um, I'll tell you an interesting observation. Like The first time I went to, to Sephardic Shoslichas, I was actually pretty amazed, first by the atmosphere. The atmosphere is very relaxed. You, know, you, go to, you, you go to really from yeshiva sheslichas and people are chuckling, and they're maybe crying and they're working themselves into a lather, you know, and, and, and nobody's, nobody's sitting down, you know, and certainly, certainly nobody's drinking coffee in the middle of slichas, right? <laughs> right. Okay. But we, you know, by, but by the Sephardim, this is, this is typical. And I'm saying to myself, you know, the, so they're sitting, they're singing in unison. You know, which is which is a you know pleasant experience. They're they're drinking their cups of coffee and their cups of tea, and um, you know every once in a while they, you know they get up for you'd gilmetis and they sit down again. Then they sing something else together and they have another couple of sips of coffee. Um, it was very it was like very very strange for me to grasp the atmosphere of of, of what's going on. Later on, I read some I read some kind of historical um, writings that talk about the influence of coffee. Oh yes, and tea. In Western in Western society, and the original coffee that came in, which was brought in from Africa, mm-hmm. was actually capitalized upon by Sufi mystics to help them stay up all night doing their whirling dervish things or their dicker things, you know. Which I think I might already have made some comments about. Really, some of the similarities between between Hasidisha dancing and Sufi dancing, you know. Um, and it it, turn, it turns out that the original use of coffee was to help people stay awake late at night while they were while they were doing these kind of um you know religious observances so that certainly crossed into into Jewish culture in the in the area and probably encouraged a lot of the you know a lot of the late night vigil type stuff like uh I, I mean, right. okay. They talk about it in Hashanah Rab, of course, at night as well. Hashanah, yeah, the Hashanah I mean, and 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 by the way, by by Tikkun LeShvuas. You know, when the Beis Yosef did his original Tikkun, you know, Tikkun LeShvuas in Salamiki, I believe, where it was, and then the, the Maggid. You're talking spoke about where him. the Maggid came to him and said that, yeah, you when you're because of your avoda and mishnayas.
0: Yeah, Maggad and you know, and
1: right, and 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 three of the original minions weren't even there. They, I don't know, they they just backed out at the last minute <laughs> you know so there, there wasn't there wasn't even a minion there for the for the base yosef's uh, shfuz, you know um so you see this even the idea of tikkun lelashvuz was not really a massively popular event like 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 it is today so and once again that's the you know that's the influence of coffee and tea and things that keep you awake at night and allow basically all of these um all of these experiences to become much more available to your to your common person mm-hmm. So that's cool. Well, you know, Uh, I I felt I felt that I felt that at the sliches because you know, like the the presence of the coffee and the tea, and the fact that people like drinking it, drinking coffee and tea in the middle of sliches, like what. (laughs) Yeah, I can get into this. You know, really, I thought this is much more pleasant. Um, what
0: you're, I think what you're trying to, to, to allude to is the naturalness, not only of the language, which is what I was talking about, which I think builds in intensity. You know, I, I sort of see it more like the Chaim Berlin um insistence you know Chaim Berliner in had this type of uh, also this repetitive power mentality and he imposed it in his yeshiva and he felt that this talmidim should accept it and in two places one was by hakofas on Simchas don't change the Nigan. that if you're going to do hakofas it should have it should be the same song the whole hakofa and uh, um and therefore it has like a power you know, it isn't like, you know, instead mm-hmm. of the, the, the normal tendency is, okay, you know, you jump for the new, you jump for something else. The idea is that it's sort of like, it, it grows within you, and it continues, and you, and you dwell within it. Uh, and the same thing is true by Hasanus. They do the same thing. They, they, mm-hmm. they were very against, and even the Chaimberlin weddings today, the real Chaimberlin weddings, they don't branch out into different uh, circles. They don't have the like, you know, has become very common in America, I guess, all over the world in a way. And I also find it a little bit. I don't want to say distasteful, but I find it disconcerting that at a wedding, there are, you know, many, many little mini circles and every group finds their own place. You know, here's oh, I know Mm -hmm. this father. Oh, I know the I know the oh I know the right And then which is basically everyone doing their own thing in their own way. They just have to be doing it at the same time, as opposed to trying to unify everyone in one yeah. point. And I think that's part of what you know, the the Sephardic... people,
1: people do not do circle dancing quite w- very very well anymore. They've kind of lost the whole. They've they've lost the point. Although you know, I I remember I remember circle dances from from some wedding from some Hasidic weddings that I've been to when I was when I was a kid. You know, and you had and you had like you know. Uh, 20 Alta Hasidim doing a dance, and they weren't, jump, they weren't jumping up and down and next to see or anything, but, you know, they were just kind of like shuffling around in a circle, but they were extremely focused. That was, that was really one of the events that I, I first saw that I felt like, wow, I, 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 I hopped this energy, you know, I, I was en- I think entranced Bnei- by it. It was very powerful, even though it wasn't very lively. I think uh, the B'nai he quotes the
0: Ap'tarov that Machol... Is um, you know is a circle which has no there's no levels of who's higher than who even though they know of course that this is a reb and this is some little chassidish boy but the circle keeps on moving and therefore yeah. it's 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 a a means to eliminate um, any sort of levels of jealousy or of state of status and as the circle keeps on turning you 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 really lose yourself and 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 mm-hmm. don't you can't start of say, oh, look at me like I'm at the top of the no you're not there's the <laughs> you're just part of that chain and as the circle and, and that as the um uh the aptarov said that's why the mechol that was is going to be lost lovely and even the mechol of uh tuba of he says uh, has that Bechina Of course it's girls that are dancing But the point is The uh, you know the different uh, aristocratic type girls And the poorer girls It, it Everything becomes um, Dissolved And that's why it's as he says mm-hmm. The greatest Yontif The greatest Yontif Is when those differences are dissolved And uh, that happens With the fact that we're all Part of that one circle And it stays that circle and it stays this sign so I, I think there's something you know and we talk about Sephardic davening has that as well as you know unlike you know and you of course have been a uh a chasen in various uh, communities i remember you know as part of not only a makubal and a sofer and a a, a a scholar and a and an and a and a um an analyst mm.
1: You are also good at keeping a low profile, you know.
0: But but okay, but you've also done your time. You've done your yes. time as 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 a as a hired for hire uh for Yom Naroyam.
1: only only for only not for not for Spartish and the Yom Neroyam. Except, right, except for one ill-fated time that I I uh, took a job in a in a prison and i completely mucked everything up i mean you know nobody could understand what i was doing the, the prisoners were terribly dissatisfied because because i mean, i you know i didn't know how to do their thing and i you know so i realized that uh, there's a, a you know there's a rather large uh, chasm between between what i can do and what and what uh well, the uh, do.
0: I would assume the prisoners were pretty. You know, they they they. Yom Tov was probably such a very special time for them that they would have a certain insistence of thing doing things other people don't have. But I guess my point is, even though the they in, in, in the in the in, by the Sfarim they have a, a you know a chazan that they bring in, there's still a tremendous amount of uh involvement by mm-hmm. the community. You know, whether it's saying different Prakim of Psuka de Zimra or very, very chip of Tilim, um, whether they're going to say the anenus, right? There's different people say the various anenus, as you know, um, and um, you know, um bavurs. Uh so I think there's a um there's there's definitely a much more and, and the reason why they can do that, Nelson, is because they're familiar. The familiarity allows, you know. Some, the the you know the Balabas you know to get up there and do his silsul uh and, and and everybody expects it you know as opposed to i think in you know the, the, in the ashkenazi world you weren't that type of chazan, but you know the types of chazonim that uh are you know that were very popular when we were kids they, they've lost their popularity but it was much more like an operatic and again, yeah. health, health gut is an example of oh. you know, a resurgence of that. I guess my point is this mahalach of the Sephardic world of starting Selichus early um, in many ways, it creates a familiarity and understanding. Um, and I think, it, I think it, it ends up being a very positive thing. And I think you, what you have is a much more cohesive and natural a, co- a cohesiveness in the community and a much more natural progression into Yamam and neroyim. Whereas I think what happens in the Ashkenazi world, and we'll talk a little bit, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you something you don't know, but in the Ashkenazi world, uh, what happens is there's almost like, obviously, if you're in the yeshivas, Elul, you're already walking around shaking and, and scared and hearing the Um But if you're, in, if you're a Balabas in the Ashkenazi world, it's only when it's the first night of Slichus that, you know, the bell rings in your head and you get thrown into the unfamiliar and scary. Um, and I think it ends up being, of you know, sometimes a, um, a a difficult ride into, into Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, a... And and I think this fardom had that advantage. Let's talk a little bit about again. I'll, I'll put it on the table and I but I want you to give us a, a little bit of more expansive uh a, a explanation. The Ran, of course, the famous Ran of Nissim in in his parish on the reef and Rosh Hashanah, already um develops what he believes is the rationale why the Sfardim, the Ashkenazim starts because differently. And he says it really is the it really is based on um, the idea of why, um, you know, based on the machlekos or Yeshua, whether when the world was created, that if you say, like Rebbe that the world was created in Tishrei, then the idea of Suichus is really connected to B'odam HaRishon and of his judgment. You know, that Rosh Hashanah is essentially the time that the first human being, and that's all of us were judged, and the suichos are connected to the the first day. It could be possibly be the the, the Yom Brias Olam, which would have been the twenty-fifth of Elul. Um, and you know, then of course, once we know Yom Kippur is coming, so of course, you know, the the two are really connected within within to each other. Um, however, the 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 the, the minig, which he calls then the Barcelona, which has became the Svardisham Minug uh, is to start suichos when Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to Harsinai for the last 40 days. In other words, it's not so much, you know, and Rosh Hashanah isn't the day, he says, of Briya Olam, so much as it is when the celichos uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to achieve, the things that he's mentioned in Parshas Beschan and Parshas Ekev over and over again, those that turn starts on Rosh Hashanah. The turn towards the complete, total slicha that ends with Yom Kippur starts on Rosh Hashanah. But all the, thir- the thirty days preceding that were also essential. Those were also the days that we were, that we realized Moshe Rabbeinu was was arguing and discussing and pleading, or maybe not arguing, but absorbing. And 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 therefore we all join Moshe Rabbeinu, so to speak for these for these 40 days uh, where this you know it isn't right and, and and that's i think that's what he says is the,
1: is the simple understanding yeah so, i'm going I, well i have i have a i don't know i have a few additions to this idea but one of them i just going to want to make an observation that that Sfardim and Ashkenazim have a real a really different attitude towards mentioning you'd give me right so not only are, like this the essence of shliachus is yudgel mida rachamim and I think that you know the the proofs from that are 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 quite strong. There is, I mean, there's even a havamina, You know, there's a, a mefurish halacha that that you need to have a din of shliach Tzibur in order to in order to say Yudgil mida shalrachamim. Okay, so yudgel mida rachamim is a davar shabikdusha. It needs a minyan. It needs a shliach Tzibur. In particular, it needs a shliach Tzibur. Right? And the rest of the slichas are kind of integrally linked to the yud gimel Midas such that the rama seems to say that not only should an individual person not say yud gimel Midas, an individual person should not should not even say slichas at all because what's the point of saying slichas right. if you don't have yud gimel if this right. is you know if 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 this is not um you know if you need a if you need a tzibur for this then you need a shalich tzibur for the whole you know for the, for the whole thing and i believe that's brought down b'shem da and um, needless to say, the, the you know the later achronim kind of pummeled that idea to you know into into existence saying you know, but well, why shouldn't you say these uh, you know why shouldn't you say these just because you're not going to say you'd this right? So first of all, they came up with the heter, you know, that you could say yud yomimides still kriya alma, and just to make sure that you know that it's kriya ba alma, so you do it with uh, with with tammim, you do it with the tammim, you time, time, yeah. know, and and uh, and ein hachinami, you know. If that's the case, then you can do the Piyotim also, except perhaps for those Piyotim that deal explicitly with Yud-Gelamides. Right? There are Piyotim like that. Right. So um, what I'm just trying to prove at this point is that the whole concept of slichos is is, in, is Integrated with the concept of Yudimomimidos. Right,
0: right. I would in say one, I would say in the, one way I would, I would say the inventiveness when we talk about the inventiveness of the Ashkenazi Sliuchos was just a sort of like to create an, a magnificent setting for the Yudimomimidos. <laughs> right. In other words, it was right. a way. It was a way to the you know, the, the well. The,
1: if, you, if you if you have Yudimomimidos, you always have, you already have to dive in something.
0: Right. And the, it was a way well,
1: you, really... can't just, you can't you can't you can't just you know you can't just mention you know over and uh, over
0: Right, but but okay. part of it, right, right. It, it, it's it you. It, it inspires you differently every time, but it, it's all gets back to the yud gimel midos and um, right. And it's a way e- each one of these inventive and of course i know that there's 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 you know they have they have different names for them you know i i mean I'm Shoshana, and they also have you know akedosa you know they all have you know either connections to the akeda or whatever i mean and, and you can take a look at this in many of this forum but you're correct yeah. i think that they are uh, if you take the gemomitas away then you're taking the life the battery really right out of them
1: and, um... So now, so now, if you if you take a look at the Sfarim in general, the Sfarim have a, a shita, which is very expansive about Yud Gimel First of all, it's spread out over the entire forty days, forty days of Yud Gimel Right? And not only that, but they spread it out. Um, they'll have basically full slichas. On any Monday and Thursday, the same the same the same time that we have our little tachanun uh, that we say in addition to nefilah sapayim, they have a whole slicha stuck in there with multiple yud gimel mides, and that's on a regular you know that's on a regular uh, Monday Thursday, and then every day of the week, unless it's uh, unless it's a day that you don't say tachanun, right? Um, then they'll have yud gimel before before vidui. Okay, so the, the so the Sephardim are very expansive about the use of Yud-Gil Midas. They don't seem to f- see it as being linked to any specific time. It just, you know, whenever you want to use it, you can you can use it. And I, I've been with, let's say, Sephardim and in, in Yerushalayim. They want to just for, you know, get up at midnight and do some tikkunim or something. So sure enough, Yud-Gil Midas, and, and by the way, Sephardim also have another Minhag which is quite interesting. They blow for Derm Yud-Gil Midas. Which actually makes a lot of sense because the the aside from the fact that the first of the udial Mida's kale corresponds to the that shofar shaped part of the beard where the hairs start growing out of the ear and and uh, and get wider as they head towards the chin, right? Uh, aside aside from that. It's also okay. that, you're okay. you're, that you're,
0: you're, you can't just throw that out. Okay, what did you? Okay, what, what, well, so, uh, but
1: let me let me throw it out and move and move on. Yeah. Right, because the, the point that I was trying to make is that is that the the Torah brings down that while while Moshe was on the mountain for those that third session of forty days, B'nai Yisrael were yes. were blowing Scheifer. So you have Moshe on the mountain, apparently being misaseh in Yud Gimel Midos. And Bnei Yisrael down down below blowing Scheifer. of course Ashkenazim kind of took the you know took the Schäfer blowing minhag, but didn't take the Yud Gimel Midas minhag, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely you definitely see that there's a, there's an Indian there's, there's some sort of Indian of, of being mishalev tikkias and Yud Gimel Midas, and there, I think that there are some references to that in by the by the by the um, expanded Shmaya Esrei of, of of the tiniest, uh, you know, against um, against uh, drought, which they used to, which they used to do here in Eretz Yisrael, you know, well, many well, uh, many years well, ago.
0: Again, yeah, I, I would assume that the yeah. that the were part of because uh, it was a shas when
1: it was during. Of course, the, the during the, of course, the, the, as, a, the, as a matter as a matter of fact, that's one of that's that's one of the places which you can actually actually see um, that yudkimomimidos and slichas function as part of. And the slichas and the yudgamidas apparently, at least at the tour, is very much mashma like this. Get put into the brach of slach Lanu in in shmoinesrei during during tainus right. when it's a tainus tibur on right, During during those right during those tiniest tibur on, on Gishamim. If it's not tainus tibur on Gishamim, then the slichas are put into the adjacent slot to to Tefillah Amida, which, by the way, is still integral to Tefillah Amida. And I'm going to say something which, I don't know, most people haven't heard of, but it's, it's true, that, that the davening happens in one of three physical positions, or all of them, basically. It happens standing up, it happens falling over, and it happens sitting down. And at the end of the whole thing, after we've stood up, fell over, and sat up, we say, We don't know what else we can do. All we can do is look to you because listen, we you know, we tried, yeah, you know, we tried standing up, we tried laying down, we tried sitting up. More than this, we don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's so that's the meaning of that phrase. And even though you know the the idea of Nafila apayim, which is not part of tvilus Amida in the sense that you have to say it standing up. As a matter of fact, you, you don't say it standing up, you say it in some some form of of collapse, either on a table, on the Stender. Um I guess I guess if it was if it was really if we were really doing it authentically, we'd be laying on the floor which in is the way, up right, fetal which is, state.
0: Which is the way the Rambam son, you know, Avram and Ramana Rambam uh you know was right. pushing for. That was one
1: of the right. that was you or know, you or you or you could do it on a rug um, you know, with your with your arms and knees curled up underneath you, you could do that also. That's another that's another alternative. All of these are various forms of Nafila nef- which we don't do properly one hundred percent, because the only place that you're allowed to do it properly, which is flat on your face, is in the base of right. well, again, the, other, reckon... other than that, there's an issue of, you know, of of uh, Evan Moskis, any any place any place. Right, which else is, which is
0: again part of what you know the Rebbein of and Rambam influenced by the Sufim. Uh, the Sufis that we've talked about before wanted to institute in Fostat and of course he, he wrote a whole sefer to justify part of the his sefer uh, is to sefer the he has a whole tshuva there mm. where he tries to justify this and he explains how when you're doing it there it's actually it's actually correct so there was a group of of, of Eden that were doing it that way I also okay. should say since before you move on that the there's, of course, we, we talk about svardim, and we know, of course, there are people who daven Nusach Sfard and or the Nusach of the Chassidim, whether it's Nusach Ari, and they also, you know, I'm not sure if it's universal, but in many, many of the chsidisha and Nusach Sfard, there is also the Yud Gimel that are said,
1: of uh, course, of yeah, that's, that's that's something that that's something that the Talmudia Balsheim or the or the Hasidim adopted from the Svardish uh, Nusach. I'll pick Kavonus Ari because Ari has Kavanas as to why you should be doing Yud Gimel Mider at every at every Shmoy Nesrain. Okay, and so, but that's not that's obviously not the authentic, you know, the old time Minagash Kanos. As any of the old timers around here will attest. Okay, the only the only time that we as as good old fashioned Ashkenazim use Yud Gimel Vida Rachamim, is either on fast days, or on. I would say, well, of course tisha i not tisha of Chassou Shalom on Yom um, Kippur, and the core days in or around Yom Kippur. Now, I mean, the Rambam the Rambam has uh, has a sheet where you you do slichas and aseret simchah. And I'm inclined to believe that that's the that's the actual core of the of the Ashkenaz Shita. It's a is a din in aseret mechuva and uh, and enium kippur. We have pushed that back a little bit to try and around the the Indian of bryas of aylam, which is what you what you quoted in the name of the you know in in the name of the run. right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on that a little bit, I think in some pretty pretty basic sort of shot way, that the idea of a serasy made is that the universe, you know, I mean the, the Rosh Hashanah is is, is Briya Soilam, even even if it's only the creation of, of human beings, right? But it's still it's still Briya Soilam in that sense. It's the sixth day of creation, which is the which is the actual core of of, of the Bria. But because of well, whatever factors there are, we drag that period of time out for ten days and sandwich it between Rosh Hashanah and and Yom Kippur. Okay, so basically, that whole period of time, those ten days, are essentially a period of time in which the in which the universe is still in a in a uh, matzav of of uh, his havoc so it's in a, it's in a state of potentiality to some extent which is why we can still change to chuva and the mitzvahs of the of of the days the way that things are going to play out in the coming in the coming year right so so memela that that period of time the of of a serasi tshuva is a, a to some extent, before the creation of the world, so it makes sense if you think about it that well, okay, so it's all it's all about being in a in a more primordial and amorphous and potential potential state. So let's go back to you know let's go back to the Shabbos before Sa'ilam, because that's really when Breezayilim actually actually starts, and that's going to be the the entire period of time in which we're doing in which we're doing Yud Gimel Midas Shalrachamim so it turns out that the yudgel midrashim are, are are referring to a very very specific period of time when as the as the gemara says um hakadesh Hu is out in the field you know like you know mushlamah by is that sometimes the king is in the is in the palace and you know and when the world is created and solid you know go find the king where is he you know where he's in the palace somewhere, go find him but Masha'enkin, if the world isn't entirely created yet, and you're there, then the king is exposed. You know, so the king is in the field, right? And therefore, you have a particular kind of of kirvutuah that you wouldn't have at other times, and that becomes the that becomes the basis for the for the yud gimel midas. Okay, so I'm just I'm just pointing out that Sephardim and Ashkenazim seem to have some very basic, you know, different attitudes about yud gimel midas and slichas like when and how can these things be used and ashkenazim are much more conservative about it we use it during very specific times during the year we don't we don't use it every day we don't use it at all times we use it specifically and even even within even within Yom Kippur okay we have we use we use Yom Yom Kippur only twice by mirev and by Ne'ilah. And by ne'ilah we use it as if we were doing it as a real tiny tzibur, which is why the yudgil midas are actually in the in the tefillah esrei, right? And and obviously they're not any other at any other time. You know, you don't, we don't put the yudgil into into, into esrei. The Sfardim, by contrast, by the way, do not put Yigil Midas into tishm- in Tfilah Shemin at all at any time, any more than they do any other Piyutim. But for each one of the five Tfilahs of, of, uh, of um, Yom Kippur, they're going to have a special group of Slichus that comes along with that With that davening. Okay, so once again, just to summarize, the Sfardim have a very expansive view of how to use Yigil Midas. Ashkenazim have a very Contracted view or constricted view of, of when to apply them, and um, and that's the that's the main observation that I have to share. Which I
0: think you said um, when we were talking about this before we started recording that you also felt there might be a um, from the Gemara, I guess in Rosh Hashanah that says that that Right? You said you right. wanted you wanted to you, you felt that there was something there that you wanted to yeah.
1: I, I I do believe. Oh. Okay, so well, let's let's talk about how do you know that the whole, union of of yudgil midas has anything to do with the shaliach tzibur. You know, Moshe takes the luchos, he goes up, you know, goes up to the mountain. Hakadosh Baruch Hu appears, and and he and he reveals Yud-Yil midas shirachem. What's the you know why, why do you need a shaliach tzibur? Where, where does Rabi you even get that from? And and the answer is from the word Vayavoyer itself. Remember that HaKadosh Baruch Kaviochel mashal. okay, is hides, you know, puts Moisha into a into a split, into a crack on the in the in the rocks, right? Into a little cave. And caviochal he puts his hand on the opening of the cave and walks by, once again, cavyochul derekmashel. He he causes all of his goodness to pass over the front of the cave. When he's passed by, he pulls aside his hand, and then Moshe gets to look out of the cave and see Keshe by 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 so that Vayavar hashem al so Hashem passes by by Moshe Rabbeinu's Benu's face and he continues walking in the direction of something now so in Rabbi Yochanan's mind, the way he's connecting this, he's connecting this actually to the davening of a shaliach tzibur on a yom Tzom, where the davening didn't happen in a shul. They took the they, they, they took the Aaron kodesh out of the shul. It's called a teva in the in the in the language of the mission. They take the teva out of the shul. They bring it to the marketplace or through some other public. Public place, and there is a zaken or some sort of chazan or some you know talmid chacham who is over lifnei hativa. He passes by in front of the in front of the table. So what he's actually doing is he's passing by the community. He maybe starts walking at the back of the room. Or at the back of the group, and then he passes by the community, and he continues walking until he gets in front of the in front of the teva, in front of the in front of the arn Kaddish. and over there he begins to do his his uh, his shliach tzibur thing, and everybody who watches him basically watches him from behind as he approaches the the teva. So this is a pretty strong corollary, I think, to what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying by a and that's why Rabbi Yechanan says, if if the, if the pasuk didn't say this, we would never be allowed to say this. And taught Moshe Rabbeinu how by calling out, you know, by by calling out the Yud Gimel Okay. So that's that's Rubyachan's that is Ruby Diok. The only thing that I can ask over here is so what was Hakadish Hu walking towards? Now maybe he was walking towards nothing. Right? Could be. You know, it's because it's just a demonstration anyway. So maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu is walking towards nothing. Or what's the other possibility? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is walking towards the luchas, the uninscribed as of yet, luchas, which Moshe Rabbeinu had just schlepped up the mountain, and actually, it's quite, it's quite mashmal like that from the from the uh from the pesukim, you know. Vayivsal um, shnei luches levanim koreishani. Moshe carves out two luchas like the first ones. Moshe he gets up in the morning. Vayal har sinai kasher Hashem oisai. He takes the two tablets, right? right? So then Hashem appears. So it looks like it looks like the two Luchis have something to do with it, especially since it's been repeated, rather than unnecessarily, because you know that Moshe was going to take these Luchas and bring them up the mountain. So here's my so so here's my here's my take on it. That perhaps the Sephardim learn. Right, that the whole Indian of the Luches is, is really not germane to the Yud Gimel Midas. In order for our Baruch Hu to inscribe the Luches Shnies, Moshe Rabbeinu had to go through davening, davening, davening to be, to, you know, to 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 request forgiveness for for B'nai Yisrael, and this whole process took forty day, you know, forty days and forty nights. And throughout the entire 40 days and 40 nights, Maishu Rabbeinu is using the Yud Gimel which HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed to him the first time he went up the mountain. So the Luchais are not really germane to the topic. Okay? But what happens if you learn that the Vayavar is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes a walk towards the Luchais? So he's the Shaliach Tzibor Kaviochal is walking towards the Luchas. That means that the Yud-Gimel Midas are actually the events through which the Luchas are inscribed. And we can assume that the Luchas are inscribed towards the end of the 40 days on the mountain, if not on Yom Kippur itself. All right, so that means that the, that the really the ending of, of of the Yud-Gimel Midas, even though the Pusik isn't quite, doesn't give you the chronology, but it means that the Yud-Gimel Midas don't even get revealed to Moshe. Until day until day forty until Yom Kippur, because that khalois of Hakadosh Baruch Hu saying over the Yud Gimel is is essential to the inscribing of the text of the Aseret Hadibros on the Luches on the Okay, so it depends to some in to my mind it depends to some extent on whether you see that the Luches are integral to Hakadosh Baruch Hu's acting as a Shaliyah Tzibur, or do you think it's an Indian study? If it's an Indian study, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu could be teaching Moshe Rabbeinu Yudgil Midas at the beginning of the forty days. forty days and forty nights. Moshe is harving over Yudgil Midas Sharachamim and then at the end of that, Hakadosh Baruch Hu inscribes the the the, the, the luchas on on, uh, on on Yom Kippur. Right? And therefore, that would be exactly the basis of the of the of the minig of the of the They're saying Yudgil Midas all all 40 days, uh, accompanied also by Takiyah Shoefer, because you remember, farting below Takiyah Shafer during the recitation of Yud Gimel Mides, right? Masha um, Enkei and Aliva Dididaan, the whole idea of is up there for 40 days and 40 nights before he even gets to the point where Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to reveal to the Yud Gimel Mides, by the time Kaddish Baruch reveals to the Yud Gimel it's actually part, part and parcel of the harissa of the engraving of the of the Luchish, of the luchashnias so we have a issue that as far as we're concerned the yodgim Midas are much more closely connected to yom kippur and maybe 10 or 15 days before, prior to yom kippur but certainly not for the whole 40 days so that's the word that i wanted to say thank you very much um hope it makes some sense well, it definitely does and i
0: i i, I think really what just to add a little nakuda, turns out that really the inscription on the luches, which of course are the aseras adibros, are really what's there's like the yes, that's what the words say, but what allows those words to actually be um, uh, emblazoned or inserted into the into what Moshe Rabbeinu brings them, the avonim, is the fact that you gimel The gimel are sort of like the understructure. Right, that's what you're saying. No. That the yud, yeah. It's not without, like
1: without, of, uh, without the yud Bittis, you would not have Lucha Shnias. I mean, that's that's pretty clear from pshat anyway. Whatever, yeah. no, no matter whatever. Right, you but, but,
0: say. but yeah, but that could be because you your you yisro would was, wouldn't be Zoha, uh to to continue living, or Kual would die right. in chet. But here, these are actually essential for the Luchos to actually even happen. The Yud Gimel Midos, the Hezgalus of the Yud Gimel Midos, the description of, of God saying the Yud Gimel Midos and Moshe Rabbeinu understanding them is really, in a way, they're sort of in the Luchos themselves, right? The the yeah. words of Hashem, Hashem, Ekerachon, Vachanon are really words in that order, and that power, which are really, which are finding... Uh, a life and a and a, a vitality and an existence within the Lukhoshnios, whereas
1: yeah. as, as opposed to Zay- or, or maybe they're the method of writing. Maybe maybe you know you can you can imagine the. I mean, after all, it's, you know we know we know from the zayir kodesh that the the yudgil midas rachamim are, are understood to be like some sort of. You know that come out of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's face. So maybe that's the you know that those are the vehicles that are used for the writing itself. The writing emerges out of the out of the Yud Gimel Okay, but mm-hmm. but that the the but the connection is much is is much more powerful. So the reason why we would be saying Yud Gimel at all has to do either with Yom Kippur or with any other Yom Tzaim any other fast day which has the din of Yom Kippur. Right. And uh, alternatively, also, if you get up for slichas at the right time, which is before dawn, and you're in that very, very special ace rachamim, so then you have a Heter I guess, or some or some indication that you can say slichas without even or without even a tefilas shmoneh, right? Because generally speaking, slichas is always part of the of the of the constellation of the of the shmona of the Baruchos, right? You don't have you don't Stam have uh, uh, let's well except for tashlich, but even by tashlich you don't say the real yigal midas, you say the ones from uh, from um micha. Say for mm-hmm. Micha, yes, Mio so Avechuk
0: has has talked about this uh, quite often and 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 has written about it and they have tapes about it, how the slichos are really a, uh in in microcosm uh, a a complete feel. And that's why of course we say a Kaddish to Skabel. Even afterwards, right. after the slichos, because there's a sense of a tzusai, there's a sense of a of
1: a real tfilo. Um and that's something that but that would apparent that would apparently only be only be acceptable if you if there was something very special about the timing. For instance, aseres yomet plus the fact that you're getting up really really early to say them at a, at a particular ace rotsain. If it's not if not if it's not for that ace rotsain, then you don't do slichas outside of Shemayin Esrei. Now outside of Shemayin means at least within the constellation of Shemayin Esrei. Shemayin plus Nefilah Sepayim plus Lichas and then Tis Kabul at the end of that. Right, but, or, but that, but, that meant that, Yud, but you know. that
0: meant that the Yud Gimel Midas you were saying
1: has the power of the Tefilah. That right? it has right. didn't... Well, that, and, and that's why it's a Shliach Tzibur. A Kodesh Baruch Hu is a Shliach Tzibur. So it's not a Shliach Tzibur for for Yud Gimel Midas Aracham. He's a Shliach Tzibur for for Tefilah Samida, of which the Yud Gimel Midas Aracham plays some plays some function in this particular, in you know, at, at this particular time. But. Um, Right. and 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 giving and since his rot zone
0: is that there should be even though he's obviously greater than um than everything because he's the creator but in a way he acts as the introducer and the m c so to speak to to give over the the Midos slash Luchos schs which yeah. allow mm-hmm a coexistence between God and the world. So even though he is coming from his, from the Kaddish Baruch perspective, he of course is the creator of the world, but as the Shliach Zibor, he, he he's invested in this as well, just like any Shliach mm-hmm. Zibor would be. And therefore, as you say, he's He's being Yavor towards the Luchos, which can only really exist and really have any Kiyom because of, uh, of, of the Yud Gimel Midos that are that are the basis of them, right? I think yeah. that's—I think that's, I think that's no. sort of what you're saying. Well, that's nothing. I think that. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.